Okay, package should be here any moment now. Any second. Oh, hello, my best boys and girls. So yes, I'm late again, but it was the 4th of July weekend. So that's justified because the 4th of July was super busy and I was driving for four and a half hours to see my family. Um, for my foreign listeners, the 4th of July is basically where we celebrate the United States' independence from Britain by blowing stuff up. And in some cases, going into a freezing creek. Yeah. So, um, yeah. This episode is going to be about humor in, mov- in TV shows and movies, and sometimes when it works, and sometimes when it doesn't work, as well as the importance of having it work out well. Also, stay tuned, because at the end of this episode, I will be telling you what the next episode is about, and I know that you're going to love next week's episode, which will be out on time, by the way, unless something horribly goes, unless something horrible happens, but we're not going to hope for that. We are going, we at Postgres are going to expect the best. Also, I have a guest star. You've heard of him. You've heard me talking to him. He hasn't said anything, but now he's finally going to say stuff. Please welcome Finn. Say hi, Finn. Don't be shy. Finn, no, stop it. Stop it. Okay, you know what? You're, you're off the... You know what? If you didn't want to be on, well, why'd you come over here? Jeez, Finn. I guess I maybe shouldn't have had a kitten um, as one of my guest stars. Didn't really expect him to be very chatty today. This one's pretty vocal, though. Oh, she just said something. You want to be on the show, Holly? Huh? Okay, anyways, enough about my cat. Let's get to the episode, shall we? Humor. Now, you might be thinking, okay, if you don't, if it's not, you can hear Finn now. Finn, if you want to contribute, you could just say something. You don't need to hit stuff. You all crazy count on me. Uh-oh. My cat may have gotten a lizard. Hold on. She got a lizard yesterday. Yep, she got a lizard. Holy crap, that is lizard number seven, people. My cat got a lizard. Hang on. So what I was saying before my cat got a lizard... She does that a lot. You know, that's actually a good sign because it shows that she loves us. And she wants us to, you know, say, good job, Holly. So I always give her treats to make sure, you know, keep it up. Positive reinforcement. Like, her original owner's upstairs. I don't think she did that to them. She she didn't really like them. In fact, whenever... In fact, it was actually their cat at first. But you know what? That's kind of a long story. You're And you're not here to hear about cats. You're here to hear about my movie. This is post-credits, rants, and references. Not post-cats. Tips and tricks for caring. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Just know, in the words of Dr. Doofenshmirtz, Well, I'll be honest, I don't really understand. Yeah, yada, yada, it was a strange set of circumstances, which it really was. But I'm glad it happened. Anyways, humor in movies. You're thinking, um, yeah, but if it doesn't work, it'll just be mildly embarrassing, and I don't even know the people, eh? I don't know why that person sounded Canadian all of a sudden. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah, I just don't know the people, eh? Well, you see, the thing is that 
at best, it's just it's just embarrassing and mildly annoying. At worst, it can ruin a scene. Like, for instance, it's like, I'll use two analogies. Humor can be like a plane. You gotta let it down at the right time, at the right moment. Like, you wouldn't want your pilot to just randomly let your plane down in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, would you? Like, all right, get out. Uh, no. Or you wouldn't want your plane just to randomly crash into, like, your apartment complex or something. That's terrible. Also, if it doesn't land just right, it can crash. Basically, what I'm saying is the whole scene could just crash and tank if you don't put humor in the right place at the right time with the right delivery. Now, I won't be talking about delivery. That depends on the person, and the that's a whole other story that depends on the person. I'll just be talking about some situations where humor did work and didn't work. Using some examples from some movies and TV shows and stuff that I personally like. Yeah, so stay tuned to see how humor can work. So now, when humor works, it is great, as I mentioned beforehand. Um... One thing that actually I'm really glad that they got right in the very start is Scrubs. Yes, I know I've mentioned Scrubs a lot, but it's actually one of my favorite shows. Um, yeah, I would say it's one of my favorite shows for sure. Um, minus the last two seasons, but that's... Ugh. We won't talk about that. If you want to, if you really want to look at that, just, just go to my episode about ending TV shows, and I explain what's totally wrong with that, those two seasons. Anyways, um, what I was saying is that they navigate humor excellently. Like, the first episode really starts it off. The first episode is, you know, it's really funny, you know, you get the humor, but you also get the sadness when a patient dies. And again, as you get into other seasons, death is treated very differently. It's treated with humor when you don't really know them, and it's just, you know, thrown in as a gag. But when you do know someone and one of the characters, it's treated very, you know, heavy-handedly. Now, I can get why that might, you know, be an issue for some people. Like, if you just lost someone you loved in the hospital and they just don't treat it very respectfully, you might, that might not be the right time for you. But overall, it works out pretty well. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they actually, in the episode where one of the characters that everyone loves dies, they actually treated that like, they had a lot of humor in that episode, actually, because he's a very funny character, Brendan Frazier. And yeah, they actually made it extremely humorous. In fact, the scene beforehand, it was humorous because when this is when you're starting to think, okay, maybe there's something off about this episode. It was basically a twist that he's been dead the entire time. Spoilers. <laughs> and so like he goes in the he goes into the into the locker room where one of the characters is taking a shower, a character where the other character's mad at him, and he's like, you gotta forgive him, man. And so, I mentioned before that's kind of weird, So, but then he brings out his shower shorts for the man who has nothing to hide, but chooses to do so. And that's a funny scene. But then the next scene, we're thrown into the mix when we realize we're at the guy's funeral, and, the guy, and one of the characters just lost someone that they're really close to. Now, if they would have tried to include a corny joke during the funeral scene where the sad music is playing, yeah... That, that that wouldn't work at all. <laughs> hey, no, do not go by the equipment, Willow. Here, Willow, you stay here. 
Cadishes. So, like, if they tried to include, like, a corny joke or something, that would just land terribly. Not to mention the character would probably punch his lights out. And they do this with other characters' deaths, too. Like, at one point, this one, like, at one point, they had this one character who had to choose between his wife and his, his wife and his unborn child. Uh, there's some complications with pregnancy. And honestly, they could have handled that episode a bit better. And here's what I mean by that. In the episode, so his wife goes into cardiac arrest. And they're like, we gotta deliver the baby first. We gotta deliver the baby now, or else neither of them are gonna make it. So he had to choose between his wife and his child, unborn child. And in that episode, so right after that happened, it's very, very hard. It's very, very hard for the guy to watch. And heck, the first time I watched it, I didn't really feel too much about it. But now that I have a wife and I'm married now, it hits differently. Uh, that's something I'm probably going to talk about in a later episode where uh, watching shows and stuff and movies can change over time. Yeah. Um, but I'm getting way ahead of myself. So in that episode, so she goes into cardiac arrest. It's a commercial break. Now, the commercial break kind of gives you, I feel like, enough time to, you know, kind of gives you enough time to, uh, you know, process it and pause. But I first started watching the episode on Netflix, actually, like right before Netflix took it off. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, this is a great show. Oh, last thing I've watched in three days. Gosh darn it, do I choose between finals and this? Which one? I mean, I do want to get to college faster, but this is going to be the last time I'm going to watch it. And that's how I ended up doing my senior year twice. And so, so anyways, what they did was, there's a commercial break. Now, if it wasn't, it just, boom, jump right in. And you could tell it was a commercial break, you know? Had the fade out and stuff, fade back in. Um, and so, then JD, the main character, who daydreams, like, a lot, says, like, it's never easy telling someone they have bad news, unless it's like that, or something like that. And they said, oh, it's not, oh, don't worry, dying isn't that bad. Unless you're dying of laughter, you're on camera right now, why? And then it's, it's revealed to be a, a big joke. Then the impractical jokers come out. They go, well, it's your punishment, Morale. You're tonight's big loser. No, it's, um, I honestly feel like they could have just done that better. Because, like, this is an intense moment here. I mean, like, yeah, it's in the middle of the episode. And then, um, yeah. So, they kind of, uh, I feel like they kind of, you know, that's a bit of a too abrupt transition. Like, oh, you're kind of making jokes when someone could die. And they're acting like it's honestly a, a coin. I mentioned coins again. So they mentioned it's a coin. You know, 50-50 toss-up. Flip the coin. Hopefully they both live. Probably not, though. Yeah. Um. Then in that same episode, there's a character called the Janitor, played by Neil Flynn. Great actor. And the Janitor's had beef with JD since day one. Because he thinks he put a penny in the door, and it doesn't work. So, then he tries to make up to him by having, you know, by giving him a pen, but the pen leaked, and then he confronts him and draws a mustache on him. Fake mustache. And, uh, 
the guy is kind of is a very nervous guy. The husband is very nervous. And then JD's giving him like a really good advice while he has that on him. And I get why they did it. It's for the gag. But honestly, this is kind of a heavy moment. And he has a mustache on it. It's like basically if someone was giving like, if a general was giving like an inspirational speech to his men wearing that, you know, disguise with the big nose, the mustache, the bushy eyebrows and glasses. No. I feel like that didn't work because, you know, this is a serious and intense moment. You can't just, you know, ruin it like that. However, that's kind of the only real beef I have with that, with Scrubs and humor, because they do the others really well. Like, you know, they're not like, your child's going to die. I don't care. <laughs> Get me my coffee. No, they're actually pretty, you know, solemn about death. Like, there's one where three people died. Like, all three died. Like, and you showed them all flatland at the same time. It was just like, wait, what? Like, I was pretty upset. I was like, wait, really? They all died? Because, you know, death. Finale. Fiend. The end. So, yeah. Um, that is, uh, basically, that's that. Yeah, like, you can't, like, I don't think they, they could have handled it a lot better in that episode. But more, most episodes, they actually did okay. And now that I think about looking back, that really just could have been foreshadowing. Because turns out both the wife and the baby were totally fine. But then uh, another beloved character died. And they actually did what her, her, uh, fan or not fantasy, that's kind of strange. Her, um, well, yeah, fantasy about what death is, is, uh, was just like a big Broadway number with all the characters still in, with all the characters singing. And it was kind of weird with the janitor there, but it wasn't like, you know, he was, he didn't like, you know, <laughs> As he's singing, just punch JD in the chest, like, and I'm saying, be still, my heart. <laughs> no, he was, it was, it worked, I'd say for that. <clears throat> um, and then once, they just completely <laughs> did a 180. Um, in my favorite episode, or, ooh, 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 this is either my favorite episode or my second favorite episode. Anyways, it's an episode where a sitcom writer is in the, uh, is in the hospital for something, and then they all of a sudden change it to like a cheesy sitcom. Basically, they they swip they swip they swap the genre of it, and maybe I just like it because Finn. No, oh, sorry, sorry, buddy. He's he's good. He's good. People. Yeah, yeah. Just just lay down. Cat issues. Um, and so maybe I just like it because it reminds me of an episode. Or not, it reminds me of what I did in improv where we just, you know, we acted out a scene like, hey, Bob, hey, Jimmy, do you want this fish? No, thanks. And then we swap it like Western style. Hey, Bob, hey, Jim, I want this fish I just caught? No, thanks. And, and, and stuff like that. Anyways, um, they, they changed the thing to like comedy, modern comedy, to cheesy 90s, 80s comedy where background extras are, think Disney Channel growing up. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Wizards of Waverly Place, um, all that stuff. Good luck, Charlie. Like, cheesy laugh track, clapping when the character walks in, super hot background extras. Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> and they changed that, and it was just great. I really hope that flowed, because my cat just kind of, you know, pressed a button on accident. And it stopped recording, but, you know, maybe it's like, hey, move on. Probably won't sound that obnoxious though. Anyways, um, what I was saying, it was it was great. Like, 
they had it all. And I just really thought it was really creative and really funny. Like, I mean, the solutions to the problems came out of nowhere. Just like, oh, there's a talent show. Maybe he's going to win. And the jokes all kind of, the jokes all landed because it was a sitcom. Hmm. Then came the ending. The ending to the to it. In the end, um, they're saying like, "Well, you're." In the end, he discover the man discovers he has cancer before the sitcom started, and then they said something like, "Hey, you know, let's make this the best day of your life in the sitcom." And then they did. They made the, the and. And the other side plot was they have to fire, like, a really happy kid. And, like, the kid's like, he's Southern for some reason. He's like, oh, well, I'm just so happy to be helping all you people that help others. I'm just happy as a kitten chasing a leaky cat. Oh, God bless all of you. And, you know, so the, <laughs> the cheesy solutions were just right out of a sitcom. One of the characters is like, where am I going to find $10,854? And then they see a, a sign for a talent show reward ten thousand eight hundred fifty four dollars. And then um, the solution for the guy that was dying was like, "Oh, this isn't for you. We messed up the names. We messed up the names. This isn't for you. This is for the other guy." And then the characters butt in, and who cares about the other guy? He's anti-Semitic, like just textbook sitcom. But. Uh, in the end, JD always wraps stuff up, you know, and like, and so in the end, he's like, all right, everyone gather around. It's like, well, I didn't expect everyone to go that quickly. And they said, in the end, it's not really that. It's just, and then the man makes a <gasps> oh, noise and he falls over, like in the bed. And that's when things just change instantly, almost instantly. They're still in sitcom, bright, happy sitcom world, but there's no laugh track. There's no humor. They don't do the exaggerated movements. It's like in WandaVision where anything breaks, I guess. Like, no sitcom, just transported back to the real world. And then JD kind of snaps out of the sitcom world, and they realize, like, what happened. Like, what truly happened, that he was going into cardiac arrest. And yeah, he said, in the real world, things don't always work out. The man died. The guy got fired. It was just, it was really tragic because, you know, you're rooting for these people. But that's what Scrubs does well. They, they treat humor extremely well. So another thing is that just when to put the humor. Like, what general area should you put it in? That's what the last one was about. But, like, timing is everything, as my history teacher, Mr. Cernio, would always say. And I agree with him. Timing is everything. And so, like, you can't just say, like, have you had any joke? Like, that just wouldn't flow right. That would that would just be weird. Like, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I know, my friend, if you're my friend, you know who you are. You love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I just think they he couldn't handle, he, they couldn't handle some serious stuff at the start. They got better, but at the start, like, Jake Peralta, the main character, has father issues. So then as he's, like, you know, chewing out his dad for never being there for his life, he said, and also, I'm going to take this hat right now because it's a really cool hat, and I want it. It just didn't fit. It's like trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Just, <laughs> it didn't fit, honestly. And it's just, you know, in character, yeah, fit, no. Like, in the Goldbergs, another thing. 
they uh another show they have them kind of you know just kind of sit with the drama in it and you know the really heavy-handed music and stuff it just fits in with the drama and then the character would say an offhanded basically just give us time you know to work through what had happened because it's a big moment and uh yeah just you know don't don't rush to put humor in it it's okay to you know let just let us you know kind of sit sit with the drama honestly a bit and yeah i know i get it i don't like drama or serious stuff either but just you know if you just try to insert humor in it, it'll just come across as hasty and just crash and burn. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's basically what I got to say about that. And uh, yeah, just when you insert a joke, it just comes across as just lazy and you're trying to, you know, make it funny, a haha moment, but it's not supposed to be. Some moments are just meant to be really serious and dramatic. And they always don't need jokes. Like, this is dealing with real people and it's meant for mature audiences like again i wouldn't expect i don't know spongebob squarepants to all of a sudden make like a really heavy-handed thing because that wouldn't fit whatsoever i mean bright colors lovable characters you know since childhood goofy voices no that that just wouldn't fit whatsoever with it and yeah more on that later, but for now, just with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they got better. Thankfully, they got a lot better with that. They're able to do really, really, really dramatic stuff now, and then also they know when to insert humor. Like, one of the characters comes out as bisexual, yeah, bisexual, yeah. And when the character finds it, you can see that she's almost crying, and she never shows emotion, but he always has to, you know, rush to her side and say, no, 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 it's okay, I promise, I'm not going to treat you any differently. And then everyone is super supportive. I mean, like, if they include a joke in that, that just wouldn't fit whatsoever. I mean, they, they did probably, they probably did, you know, want to. But, and they could have with one of the kind of gross, weird characters. But he would have gotten punched in the face, probably, to be honest. But overall, they know when to include a joke. And, like, as VeggieTales says, there's a time to be silly and there's a time to be serious. And actually, that's in the Bible, a time for everything. Um, yeah, that is uh, honestly what I think means a lot, timing, and how much it affects the other characters. I mentioned this before, in the, in the episode where Terry Crews, Terry Jeffords, as his character's name, got racially profiled in his own neighborhood while looking for a lost toy of his daughter, the two characters had to explain to his grade school old children why that happened. Then, you know, they explained it, you know, really gently. They didn't try to make any jokes. They were really nurturing and gentle, as they should. And then they asked any questions. And uh, one of the characters said, um, what does this word mean? And it was a sexual term. <laughs> They're like, uh, orange juice. It's another word for orange juice. And that fits. I mean, it makes sense for the characters. They're little children. They were just, you know, they kind of, you know, understood what happened. It was a very serious episode. And then they, you know, they asked us, a question, and I thought that was funny. And then Terry Crews's character, Jeffords. Well, it's really confusing when they're the same character. And honestly, as I've gotten older, I've realized that I've uh, started calling them just their actors' names, like Terry Crews, um, Steve Martin, Martin Short, um, whatever their name might be. But he, you know, thanked him. He's like, it's weird when they asked for orange juice using this word. They're like, uh, yeah, sorry about that. We just had to do it. But again. Now, 
what I was saying about if it was affected the characters more, this is very serious, but like if Terry Crews got shot because of that, or got or even got arrested because of that, or if he wasn't a police officer because we knew he was just we knew he was gonna be fine because he's a police officer, you know, just explain the misunderstanding, have that guy court martialed or fired or whatever they had him do. But but if he got, you know, if there was major con if there was even more major consequences, because this is just some idiot just un just racially profiling someone. Like again, we knew he was gonna be fine. Like if he got, you know, beaten up, shot, injured, killed, whatever, they probably wouldn't include the joke because, you know, that's more serious, you know. Similarly, I don't think they would have made a, a joke if, like, a beloved character dies. Because, basically, the higher the seriousness, the less likely you're going to include a joke. Because, like, that, we knew Terry Crews was going to be fine. And, but if he got, if he was a civilian, that might be harder to explain. I mean, the, I mean, honestly, we probably knew he wasn't gonna get, you know, arrested because that's just some jerk profiling someone. Again, I'd like to use stronger language, but I'm a very family-friendly pro- podcast, so I don't. In fact, I had to redo this because I accidentally said a word that could be, you know, I don't want people like, what this word mean? Orange juice. Anyways, um, what I was saying is basically the higher the seriousness, the light, the less likely. Like, if they had to explain to Terry Crews' children why, I don't know, if a terrorist attack recently happened, if they had to explain that, I doubt they'd be a, there'd be a joke there. If Rosa, the character that, that came out as bi, and you may want to keep in mind for next week's episode, just saying, um, if she... Was if she just recently talked with her parents and they recently disowned her, again, less likely to make a joke. Basically, the higher the volume of heaviness, the less likely you're going to have a joke. Because then it'll just crash and just be really awkward. So now there's the ultimate question. Do you include humor when it is historical fiction? <gasps> Depends. It depends on the situation, what it was, how long it was. It depends on a lot of different things. And when, too, for that matter. Like, would you include um, historical fiction or just straight-up history at 9-11? No. Pearl Harbor? Probably not. Because, you know, those were big moments in history. Like, those were literal terrorist attacks on U.S. soil. But for stuff that, like, you know... Happened a while ago, like Titanic. It depends. If everyone's all happy and stuff before the Titanic sank, then yeah, sure, why not? Include humor in it. But as long as it's not like, you know, lol, I'm sinking. No, just just don't. Uh, One thing that that navigates this expertly is the Prince of Egypt. I mentioned this before, and it is the story biblical story of moses now you might be thinking "Eh, the baby's just a fairy tale well i'm a christian and i think it is true and so we're just gonna look at it real quick from a lens of being true because this is an important doctrine in both christianity and judaism so basically the account of moses they include humor in it but at the right places might i add like, the opening of the movie literally opens up with slavery and infanticide, and I'm not 
exaggerating. That is literally what the first moments of the film are. It shows the slavery of the Hebrews, Israelites, God's people, and them also killing the children. Now, they don't show anything, thankfully. This is still children's movie overall. But they do show, you can imply. And also, if you know the if you know what the film is about, then you can kind of piece together. And if you know the story, again, Prince of Egypt is like, you know, it's the story of Moses. So that is like... <laughs> First, definitely one of the top 10 stories of the Bible that everyone grew up hearing. Definitely, if not in the entire Bible, at least top five in the Old Testament. So, but then they also include some humor in it after, you know. So after Moses say, there's a flash forward of them growing up. There's a man working on like a pyramid. And then Moses and Ramsey kind of mess it up a little bit. Like they get under the guy's structure. He messes up. He falls with the paint, and then there's a giant smiley face on a sphinx. And it's funny, because the guy's not being, you know... Now, if the guy was being beaten up, tortured, whipped, insulted, they wouldn't do that. But since he was just working on it alone, seemed in pretty good health, and they made a smiley face. They made it funny. It was funny. When Moses is talking to the burning bush, no. That's a very serious and solemn moment. He's literally He literally saw God's back. He can't see his face because then he would die, but... He literally saw God's back. Um, yeah. Uh, and another thing is that they could have included a lot more humor in it. There's a big cast. Sir Patrick Stewart is in it. Steve Martin and Martin Short play the two magicians. And this is one of the instances where humor is good, utilized well. Because they sing a pretty good song called Playing with the Big Boys Now. Basically, um, the bigger picture of that is to show how much more powerful God is versus the Hebrew gods. Basically, they they basically do this whole big routine where it's a bunch of smoke and mirrors and magic tricks and stuff. And they're, they, do, they do some comedic stuff in it, but it's also, I can see why you'd be really scared of it. Like, they're just, at one, it's very dark, not like, you know, metaphorically, but physically very dark. There's a bunch of, like, things appear like a bunch of their gods appearing from the smoke and stuff and to many of us here it's unfamiliar because i never heard of any of those gods except maybe Ra from at the museum but i could have heard it from prince of egypt first anyways it can be really scary i can see a child getting scared of that and i can see parents i'm i'm sure i'm not the only one who can see this parents saying okay now let's fast forward the scene and then basically just like they explain what happens as the snakes that the magicians proved, produced swallowed up their snake. Swallowed up, or got swallowed up by Moses' snake. <laughs> that, that'd be horrible to flip away. Um, but anyways, afterwards, it's a very intense scene. They're basically telling them to bow down to their gods. He doesn't, thankfully. The names are kind of scary. They make really scary faces. Like, if you pause it at one point, their eyes are like, they get really close to the camera and their eyes are just, yeah. It's very scary, is what I'm trying to say. And at the end, well, first of all, they do some funny stuff at the end. They're like, you put up a fight, you put up a fight, and just show we feel no spite. You can be our acolyte. But first, boy, it's time to bow, to bow. You're playing with the... Anyways, um, during that part, they have... Um, one of them has, like, a mask of Ron, like he's at a sporting game. 
you know, like how they sometimes have masks and you're like the mascot. So he has like a mask on and one of them, he does the, um, he does the classical Egyptian pose or, you know, you're stepping forward. You put one hand pointing in front of you above one hand behind your back and you kind of move it. Uh, just look up typical Egyptian pose. I'm sure you guys did or better yet, look up the song. It's a great song. And so that, and so at the end, even if you're scared of it, they finish with a big thing, and then you hear Steve Martin's character mutter, and they love it. Like, it's a great, it's a big performance. And yeah, they include humor in that way. Um, similarly, when Moses meme his wife, I'm not going to try to pronounce her name, because I will totally mess that up. She recognizes him from an early intera- earlier interaction, and then she throws, she has him by his hands, like she sold him out of the well, he, she throws him down the well and just goes, <laughs> and walks away. And then one of her sisters says, and that's why Papa says she'll never get married. So yeah, that that's funny. So they know when to put the humor in. Like during the plagues, no humor. Unless you count the frog's eyes as humorous. But the intense music is blaring. You see the suffering of all the people of Egypt, even the innocent ones, like children. And then you see just the clash between Moses and his brother Pharaoh. His brother's Pharaoh, by the way. And so you see that happen, and yeah, there's no humor in that. The plague, the death of the firstborn, no humor. Very solemn. Um, now, they could have made it humorous. They could have made any of that stuff humorous, considering this is a children's show by DreamWorks. DreamWorks is known for a bunch of like corny jokes and stuff, and they could have made it like more humorous. Like they could have had, I don't know, the angel of death take them in a comedic way or something like that. Uh, even just saying that makes me sick because they only showed children's deaths, which is, they want to emphasize that it was everyone. Like even like if your father was first born, he would be killed. They, they just showed children's deaths specifically. I think they were trying to emphasize that, but anyways, um, they could have had like a comedic thing happen during that. I don't know how it would have fallen flat. 100% the burning bush. They probably could have had that. Yeah. So just knowing when in general to place your com- to place your comedy routine, like at the end of a scary scene, that's fine. Talking to God, probably not literal killing of children. No. And plagues and suffering of people of Egypt. No. No humor. No soup for you! Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, act, they they get through that fantastically. And all the jokes are great. And uh, yeah. That's pretty much what I got to say about the Prince of Egypt doing humor fantastically. And also, because this is... This happened way way a long time ago and we don't have actual accounts of how he met his wife and did they actually hate each other probably not maybe i don't know you they took some creative liberty for that like if you were trying to do a historical one on the diary of Anne frank probably don't put humor in it in fact the only in fact the only way you could put humor is is if it's accurate in the diary of Anne frank i remember my teacher reading to that us that when i was in sixth grade an interesting piece she said was, could you imagine Kitty? That's what she calls her diary. 
someone actually reading my diary after the war is over. Like that was humorous, ironically humorous, because it became a huge, it became a giant piece of historic literature. But like, other than that, no. Just don't put humor in it if it's like, again, the bigger the historic, the two factors are how soon did it happen and when. Like, if you're putting, like, uh, like I said before, if you're putting humor in, like, the Titanic, don't do it when people are actually dying. And similarly, if it's about 9-11, something that happened very recently, I was alive during that, I don't remember it, but I was alive, probably don't put humor in that either. Like, at all. Like, I don't care if it's beginning or... Unless it's, like, you know, to show the death of someone that was, like, a, a fun guy in general then probably don't put humor in it at all. Yeah, so that's uh, what I got to say about historical. Just know when it is and how recent it was and how big of an impact it was. So the last thing I'm going to talk about is does your story need humor in, at all? Like, if you don't want to make it funny, then that's fine. That's totally fine. You don't need to make it funny. Like, most action films don't have humor, unless you're talking about an Avengers movie, which I'm seeing soon. I'm really excited. Yay. So, yeah, sometimes your story doesn't need to have humor in it. Like, World War Z. I remember the first time I watched it, I was pretty young. My sister said I liked it, but there's no humor in it. And, you know, it doesn't need humor. Not everything does need humor. And similarly, basically stick to your genre. Like, I wouldn't expect Spongebob, like I said before, I wouldn't expect Spongebob to have, like, a really, really, really dark thing. Like, it wouldn't make sense for the genre. And similarly, I wouldn't expect, you know, uh, just some really, really, really serious, I don't watch serious shows, to be honest with you, some really serious show to not to have humor in it. Like, that wouldn't fit. If it doesn't, if it ain't natural, don't do it. Now, one thing that I can appreciate is when horror movies have humor in it. And that's because, you know, it takes the edge off. Like, it, you don't want to leave scared. Typically, um, after a horror movie I watch, I normally try to watch something funny like, I don't know, Total Drama Island, Spongebob. We watched the Spongebob episode once afterwards. Just so you know, you don't get nightmares. Nightmares aren't fun for anyone. <laughs> and so, yeah. Just, you know, it takes the edge off. Like, in It... It works. Like, Richie is a very funny character. Played by Finn Wolfhard, who's the same guy that plays Mike in uh, Stranger Things, which I find funny. He always plays a kid in the 80s. Kind of a nerdy kid in the 80s. Eh, maybe he's just getting typecast. Anyways. So yeah, does it need humor in general? Like, if you would have just explained the plot of Hogan's Heroes to me, my grandpa likes that show. If you would just explain the plot of it, like, Hey, it's about a bunch of it's about a bunch of guys who are prisoners in a World War II prison camp. I'd be like, oh shoot, that's dramatic. No, it's a comedy. You got to preface it with a, a comedy. And yeah, I've I've seen an episode or two, and it's actually pretty funny. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's definitely room for seriousness. I haven't seen enough of it to know if it should be serious or not. But yeah, uh, just know. Does it need humor at all? And if not, then that's totally fine. Uh, yeah, and also just basically stay in your lane if you can. Like horror and humor, mixed great. Romance and humor, great. 
drama historical drama about a recent historical event in humor? Nope. Historical event that happened a while ago? Doing humor? Maybe. Wow, I just gave you a whole guideline for humor and like how humor should work. Yeah, that's uh man, I've been saying yeah a lot <laughs> this episode. So that's basically uh what I think about like humor and movies. Like, does it need humor? Sometimes it doesn't. Like, yeah, you can have the wisecracking character. That's always whatever that's what everyone likes. Everyone likes a wisecracking character, but if it doesn't fit naturally, then don't do it, because it'll just fall flat. So it's okay if it does if your show doesn't have a lot of humor. If you're not like busting your sides laughing out every place. Sometimes you don't want that. Sometimes you just want like a dramatic thing. Like in World War Z it'd be kind of hard to include humor in that. Because, you know, it's about the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you can include a wisecracking character. What happens if the wisecracking character doesn't make it? Is it just like mm, super serious all of a sudden? Because this is like thousands, millions even of people are dying or turn into the zombies or whatever it's called. So I wouldn't expect there to be a lot of humor in that. Yeah. That's uh, basically what I gotta say about that. And uh, does it need humor? Yes? No? Maybe so? You decide. So that's part of Wrap it up. Stop it when I send it to you guys. I think I don't like the cats. They're sleeping now. Humor in shows and movies can be kind of tricky. It depends on a lot of things. And one thing is, do you actually need it? And also, if you're going to use it, make sure it's A, not after, not right after or during a really dramatic moment. And also, how big is the moment is and how big does it affect everyone around them, including the viewer. Listen to the viewer. Um, I actually try to do this with my podcast. I consider myself a comedy podcast. Like, a lot of the times, it's I insert jokes, I do comedy. Um, but yeah, there are some episodes and some moments and segments and episodes where I acknowledge, take the, take my break off the humor and just do some, talk about something relatively serious. And that's fine. Like I'm still a comedy podcast first and foremost, but I also want to, you know, make sure that there's some, you know, serious stuff. Cause sometimes there are some really serious topics that I want to discuss and, Putting a joke there would just be wildly inappropriate and just fall flat. So yeah, just make sure the humor lands well, it's done in good taste, and it's funny, and then everyone would work out well. Yeah, uh, that's all for this episode. Now, I told you Rosa Diaz is going to be important for next episode, so am I doing the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode? Well, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't, 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 Chloe. Wait, no, stop. So for those of you still left, Rosa Diaz is important. Also making an appearance, we have Ned Flanders, Eleven from Stranger Things, Hans Gruber, and Leslie Nope. What do they all have in common? Well, they are all going to be contestants on my next Survivor episode, which I'll record and send out to you guys on Tuesday, unless something terrible goes wrong. But I'm not anticipating that, so... Next week's episode will be the Survivor episode. That is one of my most popular episodes. It went great last time. I got a guest star talking about it. I'm going to do a little bit more with it this time. So, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy. So tell all your friends, family, enemies, acquaintances, villains in your life, anyone, that next week's episode is going to be my Survivor episode. You guys loved it last time. I deleted the 
Hunger Games one because it didn't do well. But now that we have Survivor, I'm doing it again. I'm bringing a guest star. You're going to love it. Yeah. So uh, that's all for this episode. Um, yeah. And roll credits. <laughs>